our God this morning we bless your name we praise you Lord Jesus we magnify you because indeed you are good 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 father yes. and you are indeed perfect in all of your ways we thank you for bringing us into your family for the Bible says you are the God who is our father in heaven and in the earth and so this morning Lord Jesus we thank you we thank you for the privilege of being called the children of the Most High God thank you for your loving kindness thank you for your tender mercies thank you for your faithfulness in spite of all you've been faithful and so Lord God we bless you we thank you for our time together this morning thank you for blessing your word today and we thank you that when it's all said and done you receive the honor the glory and the praise in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. and with that you may take your seats and welcome everyone to this morning's service coming to you from Lawrenceville World Outreach Church for all nations where our vision is building strong families and serving global communities and we want to welcome all our friends and families from far and near and all of you that are streaming from all the various platforms and devices this morning you are most welcome we thank God for you allowing us to come into your space oh this morning is gonna be a great day hallelujah <laughs> this is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it it is too bad for the devil hallelujah why am I saying this I'm saying this this morning in particular because we have Big Ben in the house <laughs> now for those of you who do not know what I'm talking about this morning we are privileged to have a guest ministry with us and uh, this guy is so unique it is almost impossible to introduce him this man went from being a dog catcher to a godfather yeah. hallelujah <laughs> a dog catcher to the godfather of gospel jazz music to the glory of God it's an American award-winning artist and above all a father a husband a pastor and a man of incredible authenticity simplicity and servant's heart and the message that God has given him is to help you to know that you are a winner and that no matter where you find yourself right now no matter how low you think you are God has a winning streak for you and so ladies and gentlemen without any further ado even for those of you on the streaming devices rise to your feet wherever you are in your bathroom your household wherever you are and welcome the big band to the house hallelujah praise God love you man praise God Good morning. I love you guys so much. Want to give your pastor a great hand at home and here. Oh man, uh, Pastor Pastor Bank really doesn't need me. I mean, this man can preach the hemorrhoid off of a net. He is so special to me, so gifted, so talented. Give him another hand. Make it loud enough. You, you may have your seats. Uh, um, you know, God, God is so good that he has graced us with uh, special, special connections. There's a movie that came out a few years ago starring Will Smith that was named Six Degrees of Separation. And that movie talked about how you were six introductions away from a key person that you need to know in your life. I think in these last days, that God has accelerated that. And so we are in a season where you're only one connection away from the person that will help launch you into total breakthrough. 
So I thank God for my connection with you, man of God. And because I'm connected to him, you guys are connected to me. And I don't have no losers for friends. In fact, even at home, won't you repeat this before? I'm going to sit down and play a couple songs before I, I uh, teach this morning. But I have my church and my friends and anybody that's in my sphere of influence, I have them to say this every day. So you say it with me today. Say, I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm gifted, I'm smart, I'm good looking, and very, very rich. Now remember that. That's your slogan for this week. Say it again. Say, I'm quick, I'm sharp, I'm gifted, I'm smart, I'm good looking, and very, very rich. And that's a, that's a confession that you really can't argue with. Because how's somebody going to get mad? How are you going to say that about me? Also, you want to say, you slow you dull. Come on now. You're very, very ugly and very, very broke. No, no. I'm quick. I'm sharp. Louder. I'm gifted. I'm smart. I'm good looking and very, very rich. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for you guys. My wife, Jewel, uh, is not with me this morning. Uh, I feel a little handicapped because she is my better half. Uh, Jewel Tankard, she is my sweetheart. She's not with us this morning. She's teaching back at our church in uh, Murfreesboro. But, so you guys are stuck with, uh, with Daddy today. I want to thank God for your pastors and the gifting and First Lady and, and uh, all of your leaders. Those of you that are here, I know we're in the middle of a temporary pandemic shutdown or whatever. But uh, I call it pandemic faith pandemic miracles. And, and so those of you who are in the house with us today, special gift for you because today is for millionaires only. You can't argue with that either. No, I'm not a millionaire. Oh yeah, today is for millionaires only. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got a CD for you. You see Brother Andrew, we're going to give you my newest CD, Rise, free of charge. We're going to give it to you today. Those in the house, and, uh, and an autograph card that has a website where you can pull down my latest two books, Faith It Till You Make It and The Full Tank Life, which I'll be speaking out of today. Somebody say, Faith It. Not fake. Faith. F-A-I-T-H. Faith It Till You Make It. And so those principles and the books and the CDs, free to you today. That's, just, that's my gift for you guys. <clears throat> Some of you guys never heard of Ben Tanker before today. No problem. If that's you, look, hold your hand up. If you never heard of no Ben Tanker, you really don't know anything about no Ben Tanker. I'm just here at church, but I just don't really heard of no Ben Tanker. Ain't never heard of Ben Tanker. Let me see those hands. Look at those fingers. Okay, you never heard of Ben Tanker. Okay, we even. Never heard of you either. <laughs> However, if you act like you know me, I act like I know you. But just my elevator pitch uh, before I sit down in the place so you'll see who it is that's playing before you today. Uh, I, I raised, raised up in Florida, raised up in the ghetto, raised up very, very poor. We didn't have anything. We were on public assistance. I know here in the Atlanta area, y'all don't know anything about food stamps. Y'all don't know anything about government cheese, welfare peanut butter. I'm not talking about choosy moms, choose Jif. I'm talking about a silver can with black writing. It only have but two words on it, peanut butter. And, and it had oil on the top, so when you opened the can, you had to stir up the peanut butter before you made your sandwich. Young school, you don't know nothing about that. Came up with uh, hamburger helper with no hamburger lived in a shotgun house. Anyway, long story short, we were very, very poor, and I didn't have anything as a kid. And so I had big dreams, had big dreams. And, and so I was a, a very gifted tuba player in the band and a very gifted basketball player. I was, you know, you, they call me Big Ben. I'm only 6'6", six, six, but I was the shortest guy on the basketball team, so they call me uh, Little Man. And so I was very gifted as a shooting guard, so I made it all the way to the NBA, and I got injured in camp. And so they cut me from the team. So you can imagine being raised poor. Now you have a contract and you get cut your first practice. Somebody say, ah. I said, ah, too, but there were some other words that was included. 
<laughs> when, I, when I was injured. And so they sent me home, and I was so depressed from losing my contract because I put all my eggs in this one basket. I, this is going to be my way to get out of the ghetto and into the get mode. And, and, and so here I am, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going for the Portland Trail Blazers, and I'm going to be that guy coming off the bench behind Clyde the Glide Drexler. I would be that guy on the bench, believing God that Clyde gets hurt. But what happened is I got hurt, and they cut me from the team. So I was so depressed about losing my contract, I went to church. Now, I'd like to say, Lawrenceville, and people at home, I'd like to be deep. I'd like to be deep and all religious and say that, you know, I went to church because the Holy Spirit came and sat on my bed and I saw the bed going on and the Holy Spirit and I was at the worship, hallelujah, oh, oh, oh. you know, like Benny Hinn, hallelujah, give him praise and glory. I'd like to say that. I'd like to say that. But the truth was, the reason I went to church is because the gas was off, the heat was off, artificial flowers were dying. And, and, and I went to this revival service that was going on because I knew this Pentecostal church would have some chicken dinners. And I went to get a chicken sandwich and messed around and got saved. And the minister prayed for me and told me to sit down to the piano. And he anointed my head with oil. And he anointed my hands with oil. Now, my, I understand my hands being anointed with oil. I didn't understand why my head needed to be anointed. Because this is back in the 80s, and my head didn't need no oil. I had a jerry curl. No, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. I, I could do my hair like that. And... I had a soul glow. I could do my head like that, and everybody within 20 feet would get anointed with oil. Well, Pastor Bank, he parted the bangs and found a dry spot and anointed my head with oil and told me to sit down to the piano. I had never played piano. I played tuba in the band and basketball. And so I sat down to the piano and I put my hands on the keys and what came out was a gifting that was a mixture of gospel and jazz, instrumental music. And I began to play the first time like you hear me play on my records today. Now fast forward to now, what does that mean? 18 Stella Awards, three Grammy, eight Dove, Image Award, 15 gold, six platinum records, mansion in Tennessee, vacation house in three states, nine cars and two airplanes, and I'm the pilot. Tell me God won't turn it around. So sit down here and sit down at home. I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. I just want you to understand why those keys are saying what they're saying when I sit down and play you some music before I teach this morning. Amen. So let me get to the piano, and we're going to worship God this morning before we get into this word that's going to tighten you up for your next level. One more time. I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm gifted. I'm smart. I'm good looking. And I'm very, very wealthy. Give God a praise. I'm about to go play.
give God our worship this morning. Father, we thank you for this awesome time of sharing the word of God. We decrease as you increase, and we declare that I am a tool this morning in your toolbox, and shall you be the mechanic that gets credit for tuning up your people this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen again. If you would turn to the person next to you and say, person next to me, if you smile, it will increase your face value. I believe there's a place in heaven for the frozen chosen, but I believe this house here is a radical house. Uh, I, you know, and I am, I was telling Pastor back in the back in the green room that I do many big events. I, I get to travel with Joel Osteen, and, and I did get to do jazz festivals and R&B festivals outside with 50,000 people on the grass, on the lawn, and big stuff. But my favorite place is somewhere where there's a couple hundred people that love God, and they own a verge of a big breakthrough, and you, they just need an uncle or a brother or a cousin like Big Ben to come push them over the edge. Who ready to be pushed this morning? <clears throat> when I was a kid, I used to be real skinny, and I used to get bullied, and there was this guy named Michael DeSue used to beat me up every single day. In 10th grade, he beat me up every day, and uh, uh, they would... They, they would take him to the principal's office. He'd be suspended all the time. He'd come back off suspension. He'd beat me up again. And so they brought him into the, to the office and said, listen, Michael, you need to quit beating up Ben Tanker. Now, the reason he was able to beat me so consistently is because, you know, we was in the 10th grade. He had to stay back five times. So when you're 21 in the 10th grade, you're stronger than everybody else. So, so they said, listen, Michael, if you keep on <laughs> beating up Tank, uh, we're going to have to kick you out of school. So from that day on, he never beat me up again during school hours. So in school, he would see me in school, and uh, he knew he couldn't touch me because he'd get suspended or expelled. But so he'd send me a signal of what was to come. So we'd be changing classes, and he'd look at me, and he'd go, That was like a quickening. Like, that was a preview of coming attractions. He, he was just sending me a signal as to what was going to happen after school. So at home, I call that a spiritual flex. At home, why don't you put a flex, a fist or something in the comments and at ho at, here in church, why don't you turn to somebody, maybe across the aisle within your social distancing and find somebody that you don't necessarily live with and do this when you do your flex. Don't make me pay your house off. You don't know me like that. Don't, don't make me bless you this morning. Because I feel like I'm in the house where you all are on the verge of a beatdown to the enemy. And so, Apostle Bank, thank you, my good friend. Such a pleasant man to be around. I've always enjoyed you and your beautiful wife and uh, the place that you hold in our hearts. And uh, aren't y'all, you guys proud of your pastors? You know, when, you got some here. When, you know, when I travel, listen, I'm, I'm like Ike Turner. Come on, enemy. We got Chicago, L.A., New York. That's how I travel. But when they travel, that's like, you know, China, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got somebody. So enjoy the gift that God has given you one more time. My favorite scripture, let me put this in your heart, and in case you guys are joining on, on from at home, if you have to log off before we get through teaching this morning, make sure you stop by uh, the website, follow the information, leave an offering, support the ministry, and come back. They, we, they'd love to see you back. Thank, God, thank you guys for having me this morning. But my favorite scripture in the world is found in Amos 9.13, message translation, and it reads, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. 
one thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. That's my favorite scripture. And I agree with that for you guys, because, see, we're already highly developed in everything happening at once that, that makes our heads swim. We're developed in that to the negative, because that's where we get that term, when it rains, it pours. You guys have had challenges in your life, and it's almost like your problems had a board meeting and said, let's double up. And everything wanted to happen at once. The car broke down. At the same time, the refrigerator kids act their food. You know, um, your sister and I actually they need to go by the hospital. How many have seen so many things happen negative at one time? So you're like, wait a minute, this must be a conspiracy. Things are happening so fast, it makes my head so. How many have experienced that? Hold your hand up at home and here if you've experienced that. We're good because that means you already practiced in it. So now your head is going to be spinning on good stuff. Tell the person across the aisle, say, you about to get blessed and your head is going to spin, but it's going to be for good stuff, boo. And here's how we get there. We're familiar with this scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk upon... They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk, not faint. Very, very familiar with that scripture. But sometimes we get so familiar with something that we don't even see it at all. As a pilot, there are 600 airports in America where you can buy a plane ticket and fly somewhere. Washington, New York, Chicago, Orlando, Cincinnati, Columbus, there are 600 airports where you can get online, go to American or United, whoever is your favorite airline, buy a ticket, get a commercial ticket, and fly somewhere. There are 600 airports. Everybody say 600. But if you own an airplane, specifically a prop-driven plane that doesn't require much runway, there are 50,000 airports. 50,000 where you can land your plane if you have one. In fact, in America, anywhere you stand in the United States, any direction you point, within 20 miles is a private airport where you can land an airplane if you had one, anywhere you stand. I hear you now. I didn't even know that. Why? Because you're not tuned in to that frequency. And so you might have passed by the airport and didn't even know it was a small airport in your city. And you've been living there for 40 years and you passed it and you knew it was there, but you really didn't notice it was there. Almost kind of like a car. You don't even notice a car until you buy it. Now you notice every car on the road that looked like your car. Come on, talk to me. So, so, so if I had a transistor radio it, this morning and I turned it on, right now you're not hearing rock and roll. You're not hearing R&B. You're not hearing Chinese music. But if I had uh, a radio and I turned it on and I tuned into that frequency and put the microphone to the speaker, you hear country, you hear R&B, you hear hip-hop, and that music was in the air the whole time, but we wasn't tuned into that frequency, so you didn't notice it. Same thing about the Word of God. Same thing about the Scripture. You probably passed by the Scripture a hundred times in your Christian walk, and you read it, but you really didn't see it. But you about to see it this morning. All right, married couple. A married couple in the house this morning that is extremely in love with their spouse. Is that you? Well, come on upstairs. Can I use you guys as an example? Come on up. You about to be on international television. Come right on up. Praise God. Those of you at home, I won't be long, but I'm going to take my time. Come on over here, guys. Step right on up. What is your name, beautiful? Lola. Lola. Okay, Lola, I want you to stand right here, Lola. You stand 
right here. Come here, Doc. Okay. What's your name? Sam. Sam. Yeah. All right. Come on, Sam. Come over here, Sam. All right. Stand right here, Sam. Right here. Right here. Okay. Step up to her, but don't touch. Okay. All right. Don't touch. Okay. Move in just a little bit, Sam. Move your head in, but don't touch. Go, go up to the side. To the side. Okay. All right. Move and turn your head this way. Move in. All right. But don't touch. Don't touch, Sam. All right. So we have Sam and Lola. Okay, you got me? Okay, all right. Okay, now, for those, for those that wait upon the Lord, everybody say, upon, upon, up, on. Okay, now, move a little closer, Sam, but don't touch. Okay, all right, all right, all right, okay, don't touch. Lean your head in. All right, but don't touch. Okay, all right. But they that wait upon the Lord, upon the Lord, up, on. on. Okay, all right. So, okay, now, nah, now, nah. would you agree with me that Sam is up on Lola? Okay, we got it, class. You're at home. Sam, everybody put in the chat. Put in the comments. Write it out because you write it out, you remember. Put in the chat that Sam is up dash on Lola. Write that down. We're going to go back and watch. Up on Lola. Okay? Now, Lola, keep your head still. Okay? Keep your head still. Lean in, Sam. All right. Okay. Oh, don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Get a room, Sam. Dog. All right. Okay. So, Sam is up on Lola. Okay? All right, so would you agree that to be up on somebody, you really need to have a special relationship with them? Y'all kind of quiet here. But I know at least one person, Brother Sam, would agree with me when I say, Ain't nobody got no business up on Lola but him. Okay, freeze, stay right there, okay? For they that wait, oh, hold up, wait, wait. I don't think this scripture we done drove by this scripture. It's been on our city like a private airport, and we passed by it for 30 years. But I don't think this scripture is talking about for those that chill upon the Lord. Wait as in in a waiting room, like you waiting for the doctor to come out and see you, like you waiting on an appointment. I don't think that's the wait that we're looking at in this scripture. I believe that weight is the weight that's in waitor and waitress. So you replace that word weight with the word serve. For they that serve up close. Now those the ones that's going to mount up with wings as eagles. Those are the ones that's going to walk and not faint. Not the ones that's chilling. Because you don't heard folks say, child, what you doing? Child, I'm just waiting on God this year. I'm just a waiting on God. I'm just waiting on the Lord. And they're, they're talking from a chill standpoint. But for those that serve the Lord up close. So if you up on the Lord, that means that you're going to say, Lord, I'm going to serve you. So how does a waitor and waitress serve? Whoever a waitor and waitor is serving, you've been in restaurants, if they're really good, they're not going to let the person that they serving have to call for them. They don't even like to let them out of their sight. Even though they're doing something else, they want to make sure, or they keep an eye on you. You want something else to drink? Uh... What else can I get for you? The ones that get tipped the most are the ones that will be in tune with who they're serving. Got it? Okay. So thank you, guys. And you can finish this at home. 
but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay, now, well, Tank, what does that mean for me? Because I know everybody in here is waiting on something. You're waiting on something. We've been teaching in the area of pandemic favor. Pandemic victory. Turn to the person next to you and say this in the comments at home. I'm highly favored and contagious. Now, we're in the middle of what they call a pandemic. This nation has changed. It's a new normal. Yes. Sure. Wear your mask. But don't muzzle your confession. Keep your distance. But understand that I'm victorious six feet away from you. I'm the head and not the tail six feet away from you. I got my mask, bruh, but I'm saying something under this mask. You see my mouth moving? I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm gifted. I'm smart. I'm good looking. I'm serving the Lord up close. Listen, we got to go obey the CDC guidelines, but you ain't about to quarantine my faith. And so as a pilot, I like to use examples because people can really grab it when I use an aviation example. And so when I first started flying, I'm from the hood. I, I didn't grow up as these young men that had opportunities. I didn't have anybody look at me and say, hey, man, you can be a pilot when you grow up. Nobody told me that. People wasn't flying. Black folks was not flying in my community. Hold up. Black folks wasn't swimming either. If you really want to get cussed out, go to the family reunion and act like you're going to push Aunt Beulah in the lake. Don't play with me, round water. You know I can't swim. And we had this fear of water, and we polished it like a trophy. Uncle Joe, can you swim? No, that's too much water to drink. Auntie, can you swim? Oh, never swam a day in my life. Oh, no, I'm scared. I'm, oh, I'm scared of water. And they polished it like a trophy. Could never understand it. The thing, the two things that black folks need more than anything else is to survive. They were scared, scared of air and water. Grandma, what about flying? No, you'll never get me on those little things. They, they, they falling like flies. I got buddies that say, Tank, I don't, I don't know how you fly them airplane, man. Man, I'm scared. I say, brother, you pick your fears. You pick your fears. You're scared to fly with your, your basketball buddy, but you'll go to the club and go home with somebody you just met. What's more dangerous? Especially when you find out that she was a he. I ain't messing with nobody cousin. I'm just talking about my testimony. So you pick your fear. And so when I grew up, I had nobody telling me I could be a pilot. Get a towel, please, and something to drink. I had nobody telling me I could be a pilot. Nobody. And so when I grew up, thank you, sir, and my uh, schedule outgrew, uh, my schedule outgrew my ability to make it to my schedule. I had a tour bus that took 16 hours to get anywhere. Thank God for my tour bus. Thank God for the 12 bunks. Thank God for the band. Everybody had their own little compartment. But after 16 hours, people deodorant way off. Jesus on the main line, just tell them what you want. Jesus on the main line. And, and so, uh, <laughs> I started trying to fly everywhere to my concerts. I'm getting all these demands and invitations to go places. And, and, uh, and, Air, and American Airlines really wasn't agreeing with my schedule. Now, I get done at 10 o'clock tonight. I need to be in Cincinnati by tomorrow morning. Uh, uh, United, um, can I catch a flight tonight? No, our last flight is at 9 p.m. So, so they weren't agreeing with what God told me to do. So somebody told me, he said, Ben, you need to get your own airplane. 
I had never thought about that because, in, like I say, in my community, nobody was swimming and nobody was flying. So I grew up with limitations. I'm not the only one that grew up with limitations. Y'all had, had some sort of limitations. It might not have been an airplane, but you've been in the, in the grocery store with, with your mama, and you were shopping, and she, you put something in the bucket, and she said, uh-uh. Take that out of the bucket. Don't make me whoop you. Take them Kellogg's cornflakes. Get the box that just say cornflakes. <laughs> Don't act like you ain't had limitations in your life. Don't act like you when, you, when your daddy went to, to get gas in the car. Don't act like every time he said, fill her up. My dad pulled up. He's like, give me $5 regular. <laughs> Some of y'all still on that $5 anointing. Pocket full of money. You talk about, give me $5 regular. <laughs> so, so all of us have limitations <laughs> that we grew up with. And so I'm like, fly? Oh, man. So, so I began to investigate the opportunity to be able to have my own airplane and be able to do my own concerts, go to my own concerts and stuff. Y'all don't understand how convenient that is. I live in Nashville, four hours away. I told Apostle, I said, Apostle, I'm going to be in town this weekend at my Atlanta house. See, I got four houses. The house in Tennessee, the mansion, got a vacation house in Atlanta, got a vacation house in Destin, Florida, got a vacation house in Detroit. So I pick where I want to be quarantined. And so I said, Pastor, we're going to be quarantining on Labor Day weekend at the Atlanta house. So maybe I'll come by and hang out with y'all on Sunday morning. Yeah, come on, Tank. But my kids changed their mind. Dad, we don't want to go there. We want to do something else. So we wasn't going to be, we, they changed their mind. We're not going to be at the house in Atlanta. But I got two airplanes. So I said, I'm not going to not cancel out on my friend just because my family's uh, plans change. Just fly the plane over. Y'all got an airport five minutes from here. My airport is behind my house. So I get up this morning <laughs> and I leave at 8 and get here at 9. If I would have drove, it had been four and a half hours, but I left at eight and got here at night. Come on. Now you know that's cool. Why are you looking at me like that? Don't be giving me the side eye. You at home, you know you like that. You know that's tight. <laughs> and so, so, but I wasn't there years ago when I said, man, let me try to get into aviation. I didn't know where to start. Now, I didn't, I found out how much those airplanes cost. And man, those things cost anywhere from 100000 to $10 million. Wow, so well, sign me up for the, the cheap one. So well, we, 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 we take, we, this one is 100000 So well, I like it, but I'm, I'm just a little short. They say, how much do you lack? I said, 100000 so, so, so my, my point is, when I started dreaming, I didn't have the resource to finance what I was dreaming. I didn't have enough for the airplane, but I had enough for the owner's manual. That was only $49.95. And so I bought the owner's manual, and I would dress up, and I'd go to the private airport, and I sit up in there with my owner's manual and act like I own the plane already. And so the lady at the front desk, she said, sir, may I help you? I said, well, I'm just here waiting on my plane. And she says, well, when are you expecting it? Anytime now. <laughs> well, what kind of plane do you have? I'm glad you asked. I got my manual here. So I was able to tell her what I had in the spirit. You got to learn how to speak stuff before it happens. So you believing for a car? Get the picture. Get the owner's manual. Call all state. Tell them you got this car coming in and to send you a quote. Print that sucker out and put that sucker on the refrigerator so you know what your premium is. It'll grow your faith. You believing for a home? Go get a real estate agent to show you the house. 
put you on some clean white shoes. Sunday afternoon, on Sunday afternoon, you and the whole family, y'all park the raggedy car outside that subdivision, take your clean shoes, and walk through the neighborhood like you already lived there. Prepare for pandemic favor. Because you're going to do something. You're always thinking something. It's impossible not to think something. So either you're thinking increase or you're thinking decrease. There is no in-between. You can't be almost pregnant, boo. Talk to me. So I got the manual. Then they said, Tank, maybe you should take lessons. See, that's a good idea. Because, yeah, I need to learn what's going on up there. I don't believe in owning nothing that I can't land. What if you get hold to a crazy pilot? I just can't stand the pressure. Oh, yes, you can. I don't care what's at home. You, you sit down. I'm about to land this puppy. So I started taking lessons to learn where God was taking me. And they don't teach you in a jet. When you get ready to start taking lessons for an airplane, they don't teach you in a jet. They teach you in a trainer. Somebody say trainer. Two-seater. Lawnmower with wings. So I'm on this flight with my flight instructor. And he's training me. And... When we go up to a certain altitude, all of a sudden, we experience <laughs> the plane shook from the hood. What's that? He said, oh, that's just turbulence. I'm like, well, what's that? What's turbulence? He said, turbulence is a uh, momentary interruption of airflow over the wing of the aircraft. Momentary interruption of airflow over the wing of the airplane. Like, can you put that in English, bro? He says, basically, unexpected, unpleasant change of circumstance. Now, let me ask you, maybe here, at home, here or at home, this year, have you experienced an unexpected, unpleasant change of circumstance. Let's go to the Word. Let me let you see what promise he gave you. Let's go to, let's see. Oh, my God, that's, this is so good to me. Um, the Bible tells us, 16 and 3, John 16 and 3, um, it that said, um, in this life, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Well, what is tribulation? Unexpected, unpleasant, change of circumstance. So let's review, class. All right. So I'm in this airplane I'm not used to. I'm in something I didn't come from. I want to learn to go somewhere else. I've got an instructor with me. We take off. And all of a sudden, we go through unexpected, unpleasant change of circumstance. And it gets worse. We go into rain, and we go into some cloud cover. And the plane really get, begins to jump. And I'm not used to this. And this two-seater ain't got no bathroom on it. So in addition to going through something, I got to go to the bathroom. You ever been going through something and then on top of that, you had to go to the bathroom? Y'all look at me like y'all crazy, but have you ever had some situations in your life and on top of all the situations, you got to go to the bathroom? That was me. And so I said, sir, this is turbulence, it's, it's, it's horrible. What can we do? He said, there's two things we can do. We can land, basically quit. We can stop flying the airplane and call it a day. Or we can go up higher because the higher you go, the thinner the air, the smoother the ride. 
I said, fine, that's good. So the yoke is what they call the steering wheel. You pull it back, it goes up. You push it down, it goes down. So he said, yeah, you can go up and get over these clouds and it'll be a smoother ride. I said, that's great. So I pulled back on the yoke and he goes, no, Ben, no, 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 no. You can't do that. I said, you just told me we can go up. Yes, we can, but we shouldn't. Why? Because we're in controlled airspace. You can't just go up when you want to. You have to get on the radio and you have to call the air traffic controller who rules the sky and ask for permission to go up. I said, cool. So I got on, I said, November 1611 requesting permission to go higher. The air traffic controller comes back and says, we heard you. Please stand by. Hold up. I'm in a lawnmower. I got to go to the bathroom. I don't know how to fly. I'm in turbulence. And now I get, I ask for permission to the boss of the sky. And he says, please stand by. Tell your neighbor, say, he didn't say no. He just said, please stand by. And so we continue on, and it gets worse. Now it starts raining, and we are totally covered in rain cover. And not only is my stomach upset, not only am I going through unexpected, unpleasant change of circumstance, but on top of that, now I can't even see where I'm going. Have you experienced unpleasant change of circumstance? And you could not even see where to go next in the middle of the unexpected, unpleasant change of circumstance. Come on now. Give me a flag at home. Give me a comment at home. Give me an amen in the house. And so, man, I said, what can we do? And it was so hilarious because he was a bigger guy. Big man, come up here. Big man, right here. Let me use you, okay? It was so hilarious. You stand on this side. He was a bigger guy, and um, I'm the student, so there's two yokes here, and I'm the student, and he's the instructor, and we're going through turbulence, and turbulence is like going over a bump in a road. So we hit that bump, and it would do something like that. Do it with me. One, two, three. <clears throat> okay. All right. But for some reason, when we hit that turbulence, do it again. Boom. <clears throat> um, after the bump, I would still be moving. One, two, three, do go. Boom. <laughs> what, what are we going through? And we in the same plane. But I'm still moving, but he's sitting still, but we in the same plane. So it wasn't just a bump, but it was my continued reaction to the bump that was wearing me out. Because he's in the plane next to me, and he only feel it one time. Boom. But I'm like, oh. So I want to tell somebody. I want to call somebody. You got a problem, and everybody got the same problem. We all been quarantined. We all been laid off. We all been getting, given a, another plan. But you on top of the pandemic, you want to call and talk to everybody about what's going on on the news today. It's not what you're going through. It's your reaction to it. So I said, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't even see where we're going. We can't even. He said, hold up. Hold up. He said, up to this point, we have been flying visually. VFR, visual flight rules. That means you fly by looking out the windshield. But now since the windshield has been covered with clouds, we're going to need to change the way we fly. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, now we're going to have to fly by the instruments. And so if we fly by the instruments, we can take off in Lawrenceville and land in Nashville looking at the instruments and never have to look out the windshield because there's a gauge and, a, and those, uh, those, those different indicators there that gives me everything we need to navigate that flight. That's like looking at the word because we walk by faith, not 
by sight. So how are you going to have pandemic victory? How are you going to wait this thing out? How are you going to have pandemic victory? You're going to have to look at the gauges, the word. And this number one gauge here, and I'm bringing this to a close here, looks like an airplane wings. This gauge here looks like an airplane wing. So if I'm looking at that gauge, if the wing is turning on this gauge, that means I'm turning in real life. If it's turning to the right on this gauge, I, it means I'm turning in real life. So he says, the most important thing that I'm training you is keep your eye on that gauge right there. And I said, well, what's that called? He said, that's called the attitude indicator. So you have to watch your attitude while you're going through unexpected, unpleasant change of circumstance. And it's connected to another gauge that's right beside it. That's called the altitude indicator. That's why you get that term, your attitude determines your altitude. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. You're such a great instructor. So now we're flying by the instruments and we continue to call to the air traffic control and say we still need to go up even though we're flying by the instruments. Even though we know what to do now because I got a mentor with me that's walking me through this. I still want to go up. And they say, please stand by. How many have been told in your dreams to please stand by? I'm going through something. And when you get on the radio and talk and you're going through something, it affects your dictation and your conversation. So to the air traffic controller, it sounded like November 133 requesting permission to, to go high. And he said, say again, November 133 permission to, to, to go high. Because see, when you're going through something, sometimes you sound a little different. But then I heard this. I heard the air traffic controller say, Delta, 546, come up 10,000 feet. United, turn to the left 20 degrees. I'm like, well, hold up. America didn't even ask to go up. How you gonna give them permission? They bigger than me. How you gonna give them permission to go up? Oh. That's Psalms 66 and 12. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and the water, but thou brought us out to our wealthy place. Hold up. So it's quite possible that somebody that don't deserve the promotion We'll get it before you. You've been applying for two years. They didn't even apply. Pastor, what can I do about that? Keep your eyes on your attitude. Stay focused. Stay in the sky. Hold your course. Listen to your teacher. Show up for class. And keep saying I'm quick, sharp, gifted, smart, good looking and very, very rich. I figured it out. When he told American to go up, when he told United to go to the left, air traffic controller looks at a screen all day and he sees me and he see where I departed from, but he's never concerned with where I came from. He knows my flight plan and where I want to go. So he's always concerned with where I'm going, not where I came from. So when he told United to go to the West and he told American to go up, it wasn't because he missed me. He needed me to hold my course so he could step in front of me 
and create a hole in space and make a way out of no way. So he just needed to hold my course while he moved folks up, down, around, and to the side. So when I got ready to go up in clouds, I wouldn't have to crash into nobody when I went up. So I'm going through something and I don't understand the plan because he didn't tell me everything he's doing. Just like your pastor, just like God, you might get just enough instruction for the next step. You might not get that light shown on the whole stair step, but just have enough faith for the next step. Somebody say the next step. Put it in the chat at home. I'm getting ready to take the next step. I still got my mask on. I'm still keeping my distance. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I don't have to know what's going to happen for the rest of my life. All I have to believe for is the next step. If I hold my course, then I'm going to hear these words. November 501, Bravo Tango. Come on up a little higher. And when you get that pro progression, that promotion, everything that you ask God for becomes, begins to multiply. And now you begin to experience what I experienced a few years ago when I had all these concerts. I'm working for the NBA as a motivational speaker. I'm a pastor. I have my own reality TV show. I've got a wife and five kids and six grandkids. Now you run into that problem when somebody say, hey, Tank, how you doing? Here you go. I'm the busiest man in America. Nine cities in eight days. I'm so tired. But don't begin to complain because you was the one that said, yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, it will make my head swim. So don't go to Amnesia, Texas when God start blessing you because you asked for this schedule. You asked for that spouse. You asked for that promotion. You asked for that plane. You asked for that home. You asked for that car. Get ready. I declare a pandemic victory, pandemic favor on you today. You're going up, not down. You're going to be the head and not the tail. And come on, talk to me. World Outreach, I declare that you will prosper in this season with everything that God called you and you at home. Hold your hand up and say, I'm quick, I'm sharp, I'm gifted, I'm smart, I'm good looking and very rich. I'm out of time. God bless you. I love you all. Y'all give her one uh, round of applause one more time. <laughs> Y'all call him Big Ben, I call him Uncle Ben. <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for this, such a wonderful message. Um, that was a blessing, and, you know, and I, I, it touched me, you know, and I'm thinking about now trying to get a plane, you know. <laughs> that is so awesome. And, you know, and since we're in the house of God, I might as well make this confession. Um, and Uncle Ben may not remember this, but back in NBA camp, um, I want to apologize for the injury. You know, when you was going up for the layup, you know, I, I had to block you. <laughs> but, again, thank God for your ministry. And, and this is, you know, stretch our hands towards him and just, you know, pray for him. Father God, we just want to thank you so very much for what you are doing in the life of uh, Ben Tankert. Thank you for everything that you have done for him, to him, and through him. Thank you for the many lives that he has touched, many people that he has impacted. And Father God, we want to thank you for his family. And we pray that in the name of Jesus that you will continue to empower him and continue to use him to just be a mighty, uh, uh, a mighty man of victory in the house of God. And we just glorify you, we give you praise, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.